This is your last chance. After this, there is no turning back. You take the blue pill. The story ends. You wake up in your bed and believe whatever you want. You take the red pill. You stay in Wonderland. And I show you how deep the rabbit hole goes. This is Monica Perez, your libertarian voice on News 95.5 and AM 750 WSB. Saturday afternoons, usually 3 to 6. Tonight I'm on from 3 to 5.30. And next weekend, I'm also on Saturday from 3 to 5.30. Making room for UGA basketball. But we are really jamming a lot in. There has been so much going on this week. I'm talking about Mike Flynn's ouster as national security advisor. John Bolton as a possible replacement. And all this talk about the deep state. Uh, also, before I forget, Catherine, uh, Catherine Bernard is going to be on 5 o'clock. Uh, she's going to tell us about Georgia, uh, the Georgia legislature this season and what bills we have to look out for, what we should support. Just uh, she's plugging us into what's happening right now in Georgia. And it's super important. People love that when she's on to tell us that because she's a hardcore, liberty-loving Republican, always has her eye on the principles of our rights. And that's actually my entire point. So I think sometimes people are going to think I'm, uh, you know, don't be hard on a Republican. At least it's not a Democrat. I mean, I get that argument. Like, at least it's not Hillary. I get that. But it's our turn to show, I mean, I'm not a Republican. I'm a libertarian. I'm actually an anarcho-capitalist. But when I say our, I mean, I look at two sides of the spectrum as individualists who care about individual rights and collectivists who think that the ultimate, you know, the most important unit of society is society itself. So when I say us, I mean us who say or think that we believe in individual rights and protections from government. It is our turn to hold our uh, representatives, whether you voted for them or not, to that standard of are they following the Bill of Rights? Are they following our foundational law? Uh, do we have the facts? Are we capable of exercising our First Amendment rights? In order to do that, you need facts. Like they're talking about, oh, we need to crack down on leaks. I think almost everything of the government should be transparent. Most of the stuff that we do that takes intel and all this national security stuff is about machinations about manipulating geopolitics for what they call quote american interests abroad now it's my position of principle that our uh, we don't those kind of american interests abroad aren't really what what this country is about we're about protecting individual rights we're about to the extent you believe in sovereignty we have oceans we and protect your borders that's totally fine but don't go to other countries and say, you know, we need to make this place safe for Exxon. <laughs> you know, you just can't. That's not what it's about. And we have to keep our eye on those principles. And if if I'm too skeptical or I scrutinize too much our own, uh, you know, the people who say they're on our side, who say that they believe in individual rights, I don't think there's a lot of harm done. But if we're not vigilant then it can get away from us. So I think we need to, when they're talking about the deep state, when they're screaming this stuff in our faces, this is what this means, we have to just slow down, which is hard for me to do, and say, uh, what does that really mean? What What is a deep state? A deep state is when the people in power are not elected, there's no transparency, you cannot, they, you can't remove them. And if that is that, if that's really what these people are saying exists, it's not a matter of Obama loyalists. That's just same old, same old. 
It's a matter of giving these guys the keys to the kingdom by shutting down all information flow is going to be a much worse outcome. So we need to proceed with caution in how we assess what's happening and what and really what actions to take. Uh, I know that's a lot. I actually covered a lot of this in the last hour. So if you want to hear the podcast, I will post it as soon as WSB puts it up, probably on Monday or Tuesday. Binkley, Binkley, my producer's here. He helps me with that. Where should people go when they want this podcast or past podcasts? Go to PropagandaReportDaily.com, and on the right, you will see an apple. Click on that and find us on iTunes or subscribe to us on iTunes. It'll come up. Or um, click on the Google Play link, which should also be on the website. Okay, so we, what we and what we do on those feeds is we have this show, Monica Perez Show, and we also do uh, a show where we don't take calls. We just get wit, even deeper, if you can believe that, <laughs> even deeper into the subjects, and we take our time. Uh, so if you there's so there's you get a lot of uh, a couple of different shows when you go to that, but that uh, that is one way. To catch up on all this, but I will try to continue to break it down, and I want you to help. I want you to give me a call, 404-872-0750, 1-800-WSB-TALK, or you can tweet at me, at Monica Perez Show. Uh, just help me clarify this and tell me how, uh, or I want to talk to you. I'm going to get to Anthony in a second um, and other calls, and I, but I do want to talk a little bit more about how this kind of surveillance, censorship, uh, if it is a deep state, how what that means to us as being sovereign citizens, how does this affect our ability? Are you worried about that? I mean, really, like, are you does this make you more concerned about your privacy and your ability? This is what's really important to me, your ability to function politically, because that is our responsibility in this country, whether you like it or not. We simply must be take responsibility for the fact that these are our agents that we authorize through our votes or our silence. And <laughs> silence is consent, I guess is the old adage. So it's important, and I want to understand uh, what your thoughts are that uh, on that. Binkley, do you have any uh, tweets for us? Yeah. There's somebody who tweeted about something you said earlier, Johnny Cook. He says that Arlen Specter came up with the single bullet theory and not Ford. Yes, yes. Let me explain. I absolutely adore it when people correct the record in real time. Thank you, Johnny. I had said that Gerald Ford came up with the magic bullet theory. That is not correct. He did support it by suggesting some forensic evidence be moved around in the JFK report. It was, if I recall, I, I think that's right, that that sounds right, that it was Arlen Specter. And what I was talking about earlier is the real deep state is not somebody who's loyal to the last administration. The deep state is the administ new administration gets loyal to the deep state fast or they go. JFK, uh, his assassination could be an example of that. Watergate could be an example of that. Gerald Ford, obviously a deep insider. There were assassination attempts against him, could be an example of that. Reagan seemed to get his mind right with the ball after there's an assassination attempt against him. And uh, and I, I feel like that 18-year period from JFK's assassination to Reagan's attempted assassination was really the coming of age of the deep state in America. But, uh, but it is not something that Obama created. It's not something that he's going to run. He's just a puppet, in my opinion, of that. But, you know, that's just my opinion because you can't, you know, the nature of the beast is... 
it's hard to get real verifiable facts. There is a lot. There are whistleblowers. There are books written. And that's what I'm worried about when they crack down on insider leaks and stuff. What they're really trying to do, seems to me, and Obama started this with this insider threat program, what they're really trying to do is keep anyone from coming out against unconstitutional surveillance, warrantless wiretaps, lack of due process, stuff like that. Those were the big issues under the Bush administration. And I feel like what's happening now, if there is a deep state, they're following through on trying to button up all the soft spots in the deep state by making sure nobody's talking about things that are going on behind the scenes. I mean, I, I know that's hard to hear, but let me let me take some calls. Anthony, I'm going to go to you. Anthony and Snellville. Hi, how are you doing? You're on the air. Uh, well, ma'am, and yourself? I'm good. I think it okay. is well. I'm well. Okay, first, I'm a Republican, but I do enjoy your show. I enjoy it very much. <laughs> That's a natural. Thank you. And I just have a, a two, uh, one quick question. Uh, um, the new Attorney General, Mr. Sessions, does he have a free hand to launch an investigation if he wanted to, like, in, in lieu of these leaks, or does he have to get uh, permission from President Trump? Yeah. And the second part of that question, mm -hmm. I'm going to hang up. Okay. Is if uh, Mr. Sessions does launch an investigation, do you believe the deep state would actually allow him to get to the people who actually leaked this classified information? And I'm gonna hang up and listen to your response. Thank you. All right, thank you. Uh, here, okay. So I actually do not know offhand the answer to whether Jeff Sessions could act independently. I think the answer has to be yes because uh, the. This is an often under, misunderstood expression, the rule of law. The rule of law doesn't mean we have a bunch of laws and we have law and order. The rule of law means that the rulers are subject to the law. So if the number one law enforcement agent in the country has to report to the president, that means the president is de facto above the law. And, and they're, they're, that just can't be right. So I don't know about that particularly if it's the attorney general, but I would think it would be. And would the deep state so-called be able to, uh, would he be able to infiltrate that and dismantle it? I, I honestly believe, I was reading a memo, a WikiLeaks cable, which I have skepticism about some of those, but this one was from 2006 where a guy named William Roebuck, I think it was, was talking about the Assad regime in 2006 and talking about one of the options that Assad might have to crack down on people was to would be to... Um, uh, implement some strategic suicides. <laughs> you know, this is this is the way these people talk and think: is that you're either on board or you're you're out in a, in a terrible way. And so I I do I think that once you get to that high profile level, they show you a, a film of <laughs> the Zapruder film, the JFK assassination film, and they and you kind of get the message. I don't know. I mean, that really is going deep, very sinister. Uh, but I'm willing to talk a little bit more about that. I've got some more calls, 404-872-0750, 1-800-WSB-TALK. we get to Reggie next and to your tweets at Monica Perez Show. Monica Perez on News 95.5 at AM 750 WSB. Patchy morning fog, then mostly sunny tomorrow, high of 71. The weather on the weekend is brought to you by Shoemate Heating and Air, and the prize pack on the weekend is brought to you by McDonald's. Today, it's a pair of tickets to opening night of the Phantom of the Opera, presented by Fifth Third Bank Broadway in Atlanta, February 22nd through March 5th at the Fox Theater, and a four-pack of tickets to an Atlanta Gladiators home game at the Infinite Energy Arena. So the first to call 
404-741-0750. We'll get that prize pack. I love to give away the prize pack. I also like to talk about the deep state. So I'm going to Reggie. Reggie and Decatur, you are on with Monica. Yeah. Happy Saturday to you, Monica. Yo, what's up? And hey, how you doing, Monica? Long time no hear, see or hear from. I know. What's going on, Reggie? Talk to me. Well, I would just like to know or to say, why is it that only our mainstream, mainstream media is still, up, still obsessed about or fixated over talking about what President Trump is or isn't doing? Much, And that goes for other uh, radio and TV talk shows themselves, too, as well. Instead of, or rather than... Well, instead of talking about what's really, truly important about the world, like national security and world affairs and all that stuff, all the things that you're talking about, well, you and possibly Fox News Channel, but that's not saying very much about them either. I, I You know, Reggie, you have always been, I, uh, we don't know each other personally, but you've called into my show for years and are all have always been way ahead of the, what you call the lamestream <laughs> mainstream, mainstream media. Yeah. And, and and I agree with you that it's that this frenzy, the media frenzy, when I actually the fact that there is a media frenzy in my, you know, may, discredits the story that you're being presented like straight out out of that. Like the fact that Edward Snowden got so much around the clock press, but somebody who was way ahead of him, Bill right. Binney, didn't. You know, if you want to look up Bill Binney, he's like the whistleblower extraordinaire. You've probably never even heard of him. That makes me smell a rat with Snowden. Same thing with this stuff. It, we are not, we're never told the yeah. deep, full story. Right, and uh, do, do you believe in, do you believe, do you agree with President Trump when he says that, that the media is mostly fake news and is dishonest, or do you disagree with him on that statement? I'm so glad you asked that question because... I I have always said, and I and it's absolutely true. Their main priority. Let's just talk about cable news. Is their agenda, their spin. They are deep state. But I will tell you this: as a person, an open source investigator, somebody who has to use public information in order to analyze the news, we absolutely need access to facts. And they seem to be the ones who have it. And our trick is to separate the facts from the spin. So they they are important. We can talk more about that after the break, 404-872-0750, 1-800-WSB-TALK. You can tweet at me, at Monica Perez Show. Monica Perez on News 95.5 at AM 750 WSB. I am the Libertarian Voice on WSB Saturday afternoons, usually 3 to 6. Today I'm on until 5.30. Next week I'm on from 3 to 5.30 on Saturday. At 5 o'clock I have Catherine Bernard telling us about local issues at the Georgia legislature from a liberty-loving perspective. She is a Republican. She runs for office as a Republican, but she is liberty-loving. I can attest to that. So that's going to be worth listening to at 5 o'clock. But we are talking now about the events of this week and I had about Mike Flynn, about um, the fact, for me, as soon as Trump tweeted, long before it was the absolute media frenzy, he immediately tweeted after Mike Flynn's resignation, the real story here is the leaks. And my alarm bells went off because plugging leaks is what Obama was trying to do uh, really to stop whistleblowers. And I just had a call before the break from Reggie saying, what do I think? about the media what are they really fake news what's the story about the mainstream media and what's crazy is that and why aren't we paying attention to more important things i agree with that completely and i noticed this several times recently i've mentioned it before this week the example was fox news played a clip of jake tapper who's a cnn anchor i mean when the news is about itself i remember i read a uh 
news, a film, a film review of a movie I didn't even see, Barton Fink. And it said, <laughs> I'll never forget this line. So the problem with the movie was, in the end, it was essentially about itself. And for me, you know, I hate, I hate that. I can't deal with that. So when the media starts to be about itself, that, that just signals a complete breakdown of the purpose of the media. But what I said to Reggie is they, 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 the purpose they serve is to, they simply must deliver facts. They will lose their credibility if they don't. But their role as speaking truth to power has diminished steadily over the decades. And Obama's reign really made a big, you know, the USA Patriot Act was a big for taking away our rights. But Obama, when he came in, he started screening reporters and questions and stuff in a way we hadn't seen before, targeting individuals, targeting Fox. I believe he probably got Glenn Beck fired. Uh, it just, it changed this independence of the press. And I think that that is not going to rebound. And our job is to suss out their real facts from their spin. But they aren't even defending their position as being uh, deliverers of facts. Like if you read their their attacks on being called fake news or their attacks on the mainstream on the side stream media or the alternative media, they 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 don't never take the position we have evidence. We prove it. We are proven right. We show you. We have the sources. They never, I don't see them saying that at all. All I hear them saying is, we have dignity. We are not clowns. We can be trusted. And that is the beginning of the end, in my mind, of any function the mainstream media would serve. I, I believe that at that point, it's they really just become... A, an arm of the government and a, a, a parrots for the official narrative. And I, I, I'm afraid that that is where this is headed. I don't know. The proof will be in the pudding. But in order for us to exercise our, our responsibility as sovereign citizens, we need to be able to uh, use the Bill of Rights. We need those rights in place. And we need the information to know what's really going on. And we need the ability to communicate with each other. And all those things are being targeted from access to information by plugging up leaks, leaks, if they're if it's truly of a classified nature. Otherwise, it's our information. You know, it's our information. And uh, unless it's really a question of getting invaded by another country, we should have access to information we should be able to verify that information. We should be able to count on the press for that. And we should be able to communicate uh, and not have our, our uh, electronic communications listened to without warrants because that stifles us, that chills us, that makes us think the watchers are always watching and we don't want to send emails to each other that uh, might be considered un-PC. And, and now that this nasties versus deplorables thing is bubbling up to the surface where people are getting super mean to each other through social media, I'm afraid that the, the whole purpose of that is to, uh, is to give material to the deep state on each and every one of us. And that just saying that bums me out. I don't even want to say that because I don't want to chill discussion. I want to overwhelm them. Uh, but I just don't, I, I just don't like how uh, I don't want us to take our eyes off the ball of make sure that the people in office are defending our rights. And that's it. Whether you like the guy or don't like the guy, the left should be doing the same thing. These protesters should be talking about the 10th Amendment. They should not be talking about 
uh, popular vote. They should be talking about the Tenth Amendment, which would be the opposite. You mean that they're they're collecting personality data with, with the deplorables and nasties, right? So they can no. categorize people. No, that that actually is Kellyanne Conway's um, kind of boss or whatever, Svengali, I don't know, Mercer runs that Cambridge Analytica, which does that. That's what they do for elections. They they categorize people psychologically and then they target their ads to those people. I'm talking about every single tweet you've ever tweeted is uh, in the Library of Congress or being teed up for that. You can get a record of every single tweet you have right now. You can go to Twitter and get it right now. They have, they're building database, data centers, the United States government that can hold any one of them, the one in Utah, which I talked about years ago, it was a big thing in Wired magazine, can hold all all information right now. Right. So you know, and they're and they're going to have it all, and they're going to be able to pull that out at the at a keystroke. So if they, you can say whatever you want, like oh, everybody's saying it, everybody's saying nasty, racist things. Okay, but if they want to target you and you want to hold office or run a rally right. or whatever, and you in the heat of the moment tweeted something or Gab AI'd something <laughs> that was hilarious to everybody with your little frog logo, you know, it's it's totally fine. A million people are doing it. But five years from now, if the pendulum swings back, I mean, think of what happened to the Nazis. It's going to be all yeah. over the news. Your tweets. Yeah, the the Nazis were in charge. And then when they, when it was all over, they were hanged, you know, because of the things they said that were outrageously offensive. So and the things they did, of course, which were murderous. But uh, I hate to make Nazi references because they're so they're so easy. I don't mean that. I'm just saying I do not like that they're collecting all our data. I do not like it. It is can be used against you politically. And that has been a real concern in this country. Uh, so that's it. I'm going to go to some calls. I am going to Alan. Hi, Alan. You're on with Monica. Hi there. I kind of feel sorry for Trump because Obama had so many fanatical, loyal people with him, and he put them in government places. It's going to take him three years to weed them all out. And they're just feeding the media. And what really gets me about the media is Spice will be up there trying to take a question, and the next four reporters will ask the same question four different ways, expecting a different answer. That just drives me nuts. You know, ask the question, get over with it, and then move on. Yes, it's like they, they want their moments in the sun themselves. It becomes about them. Yes, it does. And as like I said, one of them is just waiting for him to make one slip where he can make that one big break. I mean, Spicer should say, you guys get one question. There are no follow-up questions. Make sure you you want your one question. Yeah, and then and they actually, they're, they do get rude and uh, you're disrespectful, and then drive. You know, Spicer and Trump both seem to have that. That uh, you get hot under the collar. Of course, there's provocations going both ways, but that becomes the show, and and that's the thing that I worry about is that there are real issues. We, you know, if John Bolton becomes a national security advisor, to me, that's the story, and that's yeah. super scary. I mean, he's just a, a deep stater. But I, but to your original point, Alan, I do. I, I think there is for sure uh, this element of two sides. I think people very close to the top still become uh, are you know, vehement. Uh, um, you know, I don't want to call them ideologues. They're partisans, vehement partisans. They really care about their side, if only whether they realize it or not, because that's where their bread is buttered. I mean, that's a theme that the sidestream media is coming up with. And by sidestream media, I mean like one layer below mainstream media, but probably still agenda driven that the that part of what 
these guys want, the reason they're egging on Russia, is they want a cold war or even a hot war because they're spies. <laughs> That's what they do. So, but I worry about somebody like Stephen Feinberg, who's going to be the fox in the hen house. He, Trump tapped him to look at the intel stuff, and he's uh, his company owns DynCorp, which is a defense contractor, is an information technology company who gets almost all of its revenue from the federal government, whose interest is going to be squarely to escalate things, to control information, or to create problems. I mean, that that's where this is starting to get. That's where I think we should be focused not distrusting people but just say hey you know you can't have conflicts like that it it's just it tempts it's too tempting let me get to john john you are on with monica monica hey how are you good how are you doing fine if we accept the premise that the deep state exists it must be generational how does the power transfer and i mean i understand it would use the most sophisticated technology but how does the power transfer from one generation to the next? Yeah, that's a good question. And and actually, I've been talking about it a little bit on Twitter lately. There's two elements, I think, to, to the answer there. One is, if you look at a quote I read earlier in the show by... Uh, John James Jones, who was the national security advisor under Obama, his first one, he said he still gets his marching orders from Kissinger, Scowcroft, Sandy Berger. He was talking about uh, Nixon's national security advisor, Kissinger, and he was still taking orders from him. What is that, 40 years later almost? Mm -hmm. Exactly. So, So there's that element, and then maybe they pass it on. To a younger generation, John Bolton is younger than Kissinger. He's obviously deep in that line of succession. But I even peel it back to uh, a, a, a further back. You look back 100 years to Cecil Rhodes and John D. Rockefeller, who set up these think tanks, these institutions, who set up these networks of academia, of media, of particularly the State Department, which they said, if you control the State Department, you control everything. You don't even have to control the other stuff. So, so what's the original cornerstone? Rockefeller? Uh, say it again. Rockefeller? I don't, you know, then you get into the deepest possible conspiracy theories. I mean, some people go back to the Knights Templar, the Illuminati. But as far as, like, evidence goes, you can look at uh, one of my favorite YouTube videos is Norman Dodd being interviewed uh, by... um, G. Edward Griffin, who says he talks about how he was on the Reese Committee trying to figure out if foundations were involved in subversive activity, tax exempt foundations, and they concluded that they were from the Carnegie Endowment uh, and many others. There's a lot of documentation in the congressional record, I would say, that can go back at least to those guys, at least to World War One. And maybe that's when it started. Colonel House under Woodrow Wilson, if you want to dig into that. But um, and and maybe as far as the generational stuff goes, maybe it's really, truly based on families. I mean, David Rockefeller is still the head of, or at least a founder and living, of the Trilateral Commission, which is, is a cornerstone of this. So the deep state, you know, there's plenty of documentation that can lead you there. The real question is, do you know what they're up to? Do you know whose side they're on? Um, are there two sides? That's That's where... It starts to get fuzzy, but I think the fact that they wield power and don't tell us what their goals are uh, or their goals are outside what my goals are to preserve the sovereignty of the citizen and the Bill of Rights, 
they're outside of that. And 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 I think that they should be scrutinized. I don't want somebody like John Bolton in the uh, in the national security environment, you know, because his loyalty to, is to them. The Council of Foreign Relations is a classic example. Anyway, obviously, I could go on and on about that. <laughs> but we got to wrap it up. So I have Catherine Bernard coming on at 5 o'clock. I'm uh, going to read more tweets after the break at Monica Perez Show. Monica Perez on News 95.5 at AM 750 WSB. Hi, today of 61. Tomorrow's high is 71. Weekend weather is brought to you by Shoemate Heating and Air. And Brett, longtime listener and frequent caller, won the prize pack. So I'm happy for him. I have Catherine Bernard coming up at the top of the hour, but I am going to give my last call uh, to Sherry in Kennesaw. Sherry, I'm going to give you one minute. Give me what you got. Hey, Monica. Hey. <clears throat> I want to know if your interest is financial, political, or personal, because I find all these conflicts in every aspect of my life where people are, committed, are competing with one another. Well, I think you're talking about the deep state, right? Yeah, I'm talking about the deep state. Whether you commit or or uh, agree with the special order they have established in their community, I found that in jobs. Well, I need a job real bad. Uh, if you don't suck up to the person they have in power, yes, you lose. Uh, that's, that's interesting, Sherry. I actually hate that so much, I cannot tell you. It's probably the source of any failures I have ever had. I cannot teach my kids to be that way, to suck up, to be political, to violate rules. That's what made me so mad about Bolton. He told Judge Napolitano that he did not have to follow his oath to the Constitution when he operated outside the realm of civil law like an international anarchy. He's the classic pragmatist, and I hate that. I believe in principles, whether you're Christian or religious or whatever— the principles, the fundamental principles of right and wrong, to me, are what separate us from the animals. And I want to kind of go down with that ship. But I that's an interesting point. I think that is what this represents, a complete absence of principles. And, uh, and you cannot operate in that society and maintain your principles and get ahead. So interesting. Thank you. Can't wait to talk to Catherine Bernard. In the meanwhile, you can tweet at me, at Monica Perez Chef.